is for perception, and C is for Cosmopunk. Vesk Don't Wear Ties, a homebrew Starfinder story featuring the crew of the Leica 7. Hi, I'm Cypher, and I play Ryder, the Leica 7's resident Yosaki operative and pilot. They told Ryder she could be anything she wanted to be, so she became a Where's Wally book, filled with blades. Hello, I'm Ty, and I play Radar, a Yamalton commando. His main interests are guns and violence, and uh, that's about it really. He's not that deep. Hi, I'm Pan, and I play the android kobold mage Baphomet, captain of the Lyca 7, and currently missing on the trail of a mysterious message. And I'm RJ. I normally play the ship's Vesk mechanic V, but I don't have to think of an intro for them this time, because I'm the GM. Yay! Where we left off. Having devised a plan to infiltrate Conqueror's Forge, Ryder and Radar pack their bags and set off for the Vescarium in the Lyca 7. After a brief encounter with Vesk Border Patrol and a search of the ship, the crew are permitted to embark Congress Forge. After landing, they learn of an apparent attack on Vesk 8 which has just happened, causing security to be tightened across the Vescarium. Despite this, with some skillful bluffing, both Ryder and Radar make it through the enhanced security checks, and move on to a local hotel in the civilian sector of the massive space station. Then they both get shit-faced and try and chat up the local barmaid Cinder before sort of stumbling to their rooms for the night. Anyway, episode 3, Contacts and Context. It is the next morning. Did either of you set an alarm? Yes, Radar would have done. Radar uh, would have set it, but um, I'm going to take a, a provisional uh, will save to see if Radar wakes up because she drank a lot and the Vesk stuff is stronger than the usual stuff. Yeah, yeah I, was do, say, I, also, I also need con rolls from the pair of you. Okay. Yeah. So what should I do first? Con roll? Uh, give me a will roll to see if you sleep through your alarm, which I'm guessing you set for, what, 9 in the morning, 10 in the morning? Yeah, like sort of 9 in the morning, I think would be a reasonable time. Okay, so will roll. Where's my will? There's my will. Sorry. Uh, do you want con or fortitude, RJ? Con. Okay. This is survival. Oh <laughs> Surviving <laughs> the, quite frankly, ludicrous amount of whiskey you drank. So yeah, will uh, is uh, 16. Yeah, I'm gonna say sixteen. Like your your blissful sleep is interrupted by the gentle, soft buzzer of a vest alarm, which sounds like uh, you know those metal like great doors. Oh God! Like, oh God! Like a like a prison alarm. Yeah, it's like that until you get up. <laughs> oh. And constitution roll. Yeah, sixteen <laughs> constitution from radar. Got sixteen total. Yeah, he's only got plus two cotton. It's not a fortitude roll. If it was fortitude, that would have been twenty-four. Oh, and that's a seventeen for constitution for me. Ooh. We are not doing well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're okay. Hmm. It's all right. If we're hungover, we'll just infiltrate the base another day. It's more than that. Uh, oh okay, so Ryder. Yes. You can't see anything. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Radar, what does sight look like through your robot eye? Uh, it depends. It's basically predator vision. 
at this point. So I can uh, change and choose it. Yeah, you can only see in Predator Vision. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, no! No, oh, no! You were warned. No, I was warned! <laughs> this is hubris! Oh, God, it can't even focus! I mean, what do you do? Uh, Radar is going to turn to Fly Guy and just very quietly whisper, kill me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he just does. Fly Guy disappears and comes back five minutes later with a toaster. <laughs> you can also hear, like, running water in the bathroom. Radar no, is just no. led, led in bed. It's like, what, a, what have you done? I am currently preparing your death. Please wait. They say cheerfully. Radar, you get a call on the, uh, the hotel phone. Oh, it's loud. Ugh. How are you, are you doing that by touch? Yes. Yeah, just uh, Radar's like hands are sort of like ruffling over the desk trying to find the, the phone and like knocks it off on the floor and then scrabbling down there and picks it up. And he goes, hello, this is Purgatory, soon to be hell. Can I help you? Hello, Purgatory, you blind? No, I can see, uh, but I can only see in thermal and it won't focus. Okay, I can't see it all. Oh, shit. Yeah. Fly guy. Hello. Cancel the death. I've got to go and help Ryder. In the bathroom, the fly guy's just hovering over the bath with the toaster plugged in, and, like <laughs> gently places it down on the floor, and then uh, comes back into oh, the menu. Oh god. <laughs> That's... Yeah. Right, I'll be I'll be right over, Ryder. Just give me five or ten d- decades. Whoa, 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 wait, wait. Let me shake. Let me shake if I'm dressed. Okay, yeah, what? come in. Right, right. Okay, Radar will flop out of bed. What state is he in, RJ? I don't even know if he's clothed or not. You pass out on your bed fully clothed. Oh, so... oh. <laughs> What state's Ryder in? The last thing you did was you made it to your room just about by, like, holding onto the wall. Yeah, that's right. There without falling over. <laughs> you got your, your key card into the door on, I think, the third try. Stumbled into the room, immediately face-planted into the bed. Ryder got into her bed in her room and like snuggled into this massive vest-sized duvet and made like an otter nest and then passed out. Okay, so we're both clothed. So you're you're both decent. You both look very disheveled. Yeah, and right. you have one functioning eye between all. Right, Radar is going to get out of bed and try and stand up immediately. Uh, probably pass out and then wake up on the floor a moment later. Uh, yeah, give me... Fortitude? Yeah, is it fortitude or dexterity? Is it to resist poison? Uh, It's not really poison so much. I suppose it is a type of poison. It is a poison, yeah. Yeah, it might be self-inflicted, but it's definitely a poison. So the fortitude roll uh, would be 14 total, but because it's poison, Mm. it's 16. Okay, so... Yeah, I mean that's that's about the same as the con roll you got. So, I mean, given the passage of time, you're starting to feel slightly better. Well, actually, no, you, you still feel like shit, but you're getting slightly more focus out of your robot eye. Excellent. Uh, how is ha- how is hand single eye coordination? Can he function? Yeah. Imagine that you drank, I don't know, let's say six measures of whiskey in one very short order, and then passed out and woke <laughs> up the next day. That's what you feel like. Uh, I've been there. You've got cotton mouth, like, you think your eyes are bloodshot, you can't tell. 
uh, Ryder would know that uh, what you need to do to get rid of a hangover is get yourself some water and some electrolytes. So she's yep. going to go to the bathroom and stick her head under the tap and drink. She can't see. She can yep. feel her way around. She's quite good. That's, why, feel way that's why you wanted Radar to come over. Well, you no, she I'm wants gonna... Radar to come over in case she collapses. You know what I'm going to say? Perception roll. You've got to try and get from the bedroom to the bathroom in an unfamiliar room. Sure. Yeah, okay. Perception. P is for perception. 15 plus 7. <clears throat> you knock that stupid alarm clock off the table. You're like, ah, shit, shit. You're dragging this massive juve behind you because it's tangled around you and you can't bother to untangle it. So, so bumping against the wall and like slowly making it. But the carpet under your feet changes to tile, and that must be a good sign. Yeah. She just climbs into the sink, lies down in the basin, and just turns the tap on, sticks her head under it, and she's like... I mean, you lay there for a, a couple of minutes, and then the shock of the cold water starts to work its way in. Ugh. Radar, are you, have you made it into her room yet? Uh, I, I don't know. I stood up. I fell over. I stood up again. Oh, yeah, you gave me a fortitude roll, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah, you just about make it to... I mean, Ryder, did you lock the door to your room? Uh, probably not, no. She would have just climbed into the bed and just curled up in a small otter ball. Okay, yeah. So, Radar, you managed to, to make it into her room as well. And very slowly, things are coming back into focus. Yeah. Both of you are starting to get, like... If you close your eyes to their slits and then try and look through yeah. them, you're starting to slowly get your sight back. I've oh, got bonker vision, essentially. I have an idea. Yeah. Can I have Fly Guy on my shoulder? Uh, yes, you can. And can I see through his eyes? You're now operating from one robot eye and one drone eye. And it's on your shoulder as well, so your head isn't in the right place. Yeah, this is what it's like to be a hammerhead shark. The, the, <laughs> the, the, the parallax effect is very eminent. Oh god, the FOV. <laughs> but you've made it into... Ryder's room. You can't see Ryder, but you can hear the sound of the uh, wharf overflowing from the sink. So. Ryder? R what? Ryder? Ugh. Is that you, Ryder? I hope so. My head feels like it's full of concrete. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, have you got... I guess you're in the bathroom? Yeah. I'm closed, don't worry. Okay, I'm coming in. All right. Uh, you see Radar just stagger into the room, clocks you in the in the sink, and just sort of gives you a, a, a lethargic wave, walks over to the bathtub, turns the taps on. Brenda's going to, like, um, try and try and get a look at Radar and, and see how he looks, what he looks like. You have seen Radar in various states of life, from basically dead to fully animated. You've never seen yes, this before. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, try, emaciated Scarecrow comes to mind. <laughs> yeah, while while you're running the bath, uh, Flyguy disappears and returns a second later with the toaster. Help me. No, no, not, not this time, Flyguy. Thank you. Okay. Where you toaster, Flyguy? You don't know where they got the toaster from. Your room didn't come with one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you got a toaster in your room? I don't think so. How deep is the water, RJ? I mean, did he get in the tub? I haven't got in the tub yet. He's just he stood over looking oh, at it. It's probably about halfway up already, and it's ice cold. Excellent. Radar, you look like shit. Uh, 
you're, if you're looking at Radar, he sort of turns to you, sort of just sort of shrugs a bit, and then it's like it's like watching a tall building come down under demolition. Sort of his <clears> legs <throat> fall back, but he just sort of rolls to one side. <laughs> Rag dolls into the bath. Yeah, he just barrel rolls into the bath, face down. <laughs> yep. Good news. The uh, the shock of the cold water also means that you're you're starting to retain normal vision again. <laughs> <sighs> Radar, let's go downstairs and get some very, very salty breakfast. <laughs> sure. Are you going to at least change first? Oh, yeah, should probably. Comb your respective fur. You do mine if I do yours. What? No, no. <laughs> Ray, Ray, Radar's crawled out of your bath and is just leaving a wet like trail out of the bathroom at this point. Oh, you got coyote hair all over my bath. <laughs> There's coyote hair and... <laughs> and black fur dye trail just going across the car. Oh, oh no, no. It's, it's the dye running. <laughs> it's not coming out of the fur, but it's leaving yeah. like residue. Uh, radar shakes. There's spots of black all over the room. Room service is curious. <laughs> yeah. Rod is now a Dalmatian. Ugh. Oh, I feel loads better. Yeah, yeah. I'll see you downstairs. Give me like 20 minutes, half an hour. Ugh. Okay, so at this point, the effects of the blindness have worn off. You've slowly recovered normal sight. I mean, the headache is going away over time. What was in that sake? What was in that whiskey, you mean? Well, I was drinking... Oh, no, was I drinking whiskey no, you also sake? drank best whiskey. Oh, that must you be drank, it, then. You drank sake at... At the noodle bar. Actually, no, you drank sake before you left, and then you drank more sake at the noodle bar, and then you drank best whiskey at the uh, Cosmos uh, yeah. hotel bar. So that ex that you... explains it then. She's probably um, not used to drinking that, that much mm. heavy Vesk alcohol. Yeah. Uh, Twenty minutes or so pass. You've uh, you're not peak performance, but from a, a stats point of view, you've recovered the ability to see. Yeah. <laughs> and... So no debuffs essentially. Yeah, and the headache has descended to a mild irritation rather than a crippling like, paralysis. After um, 20 minutes, okay. there's a knock on your door. <sighs> okay, yeah, I think Rhoda will have like uh, washed, got some fresh clothes on and um, freshened up a bit by them. So she answers the door, she looks normal. She's still got like giant bags under her eyes. Her eyes don't look like her eyes. They look like, you know the, the slits in a concrete bunker? A bit like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, uh, they looked like that before anyway, because you put two tons of eyeshadow on while trying to be a spy. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> so it's all compounding. She's washed oh, some of that off now. Some of it's still on there and will probably be for a few weeks. Yeah. Radar is, <laughs> is stood in front of you. He looks vaguely normal as well. He's wearing sunglasses and he hands you a second pair of sunglasses. Rudder instantly puts them on and <laughs> says, bacon. Breakfast served, it's still on. And it's included in your fee for the hotel. So Brilliant. Yeah, Rhoda's going to lock her door behind her and uh, go down with breakfast and yeah. Rhoda. Uh, As you head past the front desk, there's a young Vesk working there, like uh, maybe late teens. It looks like they're the morning service. Uh, they gesture over to you quickly. Is that right, Ryder Maxim? Yeah, that's me. Hello. Someone, someone left a message for you last night. Oh, yeah? And they hand you what looks like a small package. Like about the size of a large USB stick. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. There's no uh, name on it. It's just got the letter C. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ryder's going to pocket that, and she'll have a look at it later. And then progress to breakfast. Yes. First things first. Priorities. Have a look at it later. The delights of Vesk breakfast await you. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Every kind of meat, every kind of eggs, oh. and every kind of bread. Kippers? 
Kippers are meat. Meat without yeah. feet. Mm. Uh, Even got Voluvian ostrich eggs. Look yeah. at these things. It's blue. And because it's quite late in the breakfast service, you've almost got the entire breakfast area to yourself. There's only a couple of other guests milling around, finishing off their food. Um, yeah, we'll probably get us a table away from other people so we don't get overheard while we're doing discussion. And mm. Rod's going to get herself a nice big plate of kippers, meats, toast, egg. <laughs> the standard plates are uh, about uh, as wide as half your height. Oh, so. God. Okay, probably not that much, but enough. <laughs> and some coffee and orange juice. Yep. Radar has carefully stratified his breakfast onto the plate. <laughs> As an, engineer. As an engineer. Well, yeah, you've got a, a good solid foundation of toast. Yeah, everything um, is optimised. With, with beans used as a cement to hold it together. Um, atop <laughs> that, you've got your initial sort of habitation layers of bacon. Uh, occasional hash brown interspersion. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's the leaning tower breakfast. Yes. It, it mm -hmm. literally, like, it comes up to Radar's torso when it's on the... When, there's, when you're sat at dinner. Like, up to his neck. Yeah. yeah right. He's going to start tucking into a breakfast and coming back to life, I think, at this point. Yeah. Because the, uh, the salt and the electrolytes will wake yeah. her up a bit. By the power of salt, caffeine, and protein, you are revived. Oh, God, is it caffeine? <laughs> yeah, it's coffee, yeah. Raider's brought over, like, a pint of coffee. Yeah. Have you ever had uh, Turkish coffee? Yes. Yeah, it's like that. It comes with a little glass of water with it. Does it come with some hot sand that you, um, you rub it along to heat it up? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's yes. at the main table, yeah. You put the little, uh, you put it into the little cup on the stick, and you run it through the hot sand, and it starts bubbling up, and you pour it into your massive vat. Lovely. So yeah, she's slurping down some coffee and um, tries to look at Radar. Can't see him behind his food, and sort of like leans over slightly to the left. As you're looking at the tower of food, you notice that uh, it is sinking at a steady rate. The sounds of industry behind <laughs> it. <laughs> Sound of coyote industry yeah. behind it. It's become. I'm just going to make it a meme now, and that's that radar can just eat very fast. <laughs> yes. Well, so fast that you can't see him eating. His plate just slowly drops. Yeah, it's it's like almost quantum in how it operates. You know, just like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, they say an army marches on its stomach, and radar is a one animal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> radar slowly leans back behind the tower. She can't really watch radar eat. <laughs> she finds it disturbing. Um. <laughs> No, no, I'm, I'm fine. I got my own okay. stuff. Uh, so, <laughs> sorry, you can see a pair of coyote ears above the mountain of breakfast, and they sort of pivot to you as you say so. You see, radar lean around. I am not drinking that Vesk stuff for a long time. You're sure? Yeah, she's learning. I got a. Well, yeah. Some leftovers. I think it was, I was thinking of getting some for V. I mean, V can drink it. The um, Vesk metabolism is stronger than um, most people's. Oh, I don't know. We did alright. I think we did fine. We almost went blind, and I made a complete ass of myself in front of that nice Vesk bar woman. Yeah, she's not there this morning. You can't see her around. Yeah, Ryder's like looking over to the bar, like, um, <laughs> sort of in an embarrassed way. So what? You embarrassed yourself in front of some staff. Don't worry about it. Some staff? You embarrassed yourself in front of a stranger. It will probably never see again. Uh, I guess. She was cute. Yeah, yeah, she was. Just wish I didn't drink so much, I think. Anyway, um, I got a thing uh, this morning, oh. and when we're done with breakfast, we'll go up and have a look. Yeah, sure. Radar's plate is empty. You, uh, you gonna eat that? Well, it looks over horrified. It's just like... Yes, I was planning on it. 
I was going to have um, more of her kippers and more of a coffee and <laughs> call it a thing. Fair enough. Yeah, you've eaten breakfast, you have a mysterious data stick and a plan. We had... Okay, do we have um, uh, TVs in our rooms and uh, and data pads? We brought our own data pad, surely. Yeah, yeah you've hmm. got the data pad that V gave you originally with the uh, when they were showing you the Conqueror's Forge blueprints. Yeah, I wouldn't plug it into right. anything public, just in case. Yeah, uh, come up in my room and we'll, uh, we'll have a look sure. at there. Okay. When uh, Ryder is like on her way back up to her room, she's going to uh, have a, a quick perception check to see if anyone is acting suspiciously. Ah, oh, you beat me to it. Like, she thinks she might be listening. <laughs> she's going to do the same thing. Yeah. Well, it's all right. We can both do counter surveillance. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Are you using your mirror trick again, or are you just looking? Just looking this time, I think. Radar's going to use Fly Guy to look. P is for? P is for? Personal. P is for perception. Oh, Radar, my boy. That's a 19 on the dice. Plus 15, 34. (laughs) And I've got a 17 on the dice, plus 15. So two blue. So 32, 34. You don't see anything particularly suspicious. There's people sort of like going about the business. The place has got a bit quieter now. So uh, you're just checking around like the lobby of the hotel or are you like going outside to look around or anything like that? Just like if there's anyone like in the breakfast hall or in the lounge who's got like a newspaper with a pair of eye holes cut in it or is looking suspicious. Yeah, moustaches sort of stuff. (laughs) Yeah. No, there's, there's nothing like that. There's no... Like Vesk Stasi in black trench coats waiting to pounce <laughs> or anything like that. Uh, people are, nobody's paying any particular attention to you, especially now that you're walking normally and not groaning like zombies. <laughs> okay, well, Ryder's going to loosen up a bit then and uh, head back to her room. Yeah. Radar will. Okay, Ryder's going to hop onto the bed, get her uh, data pad out, and get the USB package that was uh, delivered earlier. Got a package, it's signed C, open it, and yeah, there's a data stick inside. <clears throat> Just a data right. stick? Just a data stick. Okay, I think this might be from uh, from Corsa. Okay, uh, yeah, while you're doing that, radar is securing the room, so like curtains drawn, door locked, sort of thing, unplugging everything. Yeah. Yeah. Ryder's going to plug the um, stick into her data pad. When you plug it in, the, the loading sort of screen comes up, the hologram starts projecting itself up again with the Conqueror's Forge map, and then slowly new sections of it start to load up. So before you only had the civilian sector really in any detail, but as the datapad loads, like blocks of new information and new maps start to appear. And after a while, you can see an entire extra section adjacent to the civilian area. The map screen updated. Yep, it's loaded the rest of the civilian sector that you didn't have originally and some areas adjacent to that. And there's also a message that's, uh, that's loaded as a text file and it says, meet me at these coordinates at midday, dress smart, come alone, don't bring any weapons. Signed, Corsa. Hello, Corsa. Nice to meet you. Dress okay. Um, well, I, I can I can dress smart. Have you got smart clothes? Well, yeah, we've got the, the stuff we're supposed to be going to our screening with, you know, for the drones. Yeah. Alrighty. Other than that, I've only got my the casuals and my fatigues. What time is it now? Uh, it's probably about 11 o'clock at this point. Oh, can we get to Ooh, this um, this location before midday? The coordinates seem to take you to almost the edge of the civilian sector, right at the edge of the uh, the new blueprint. Yeah. And as far as you can tell, it looks to be uh, like a waste reprocessing and recycling area. 
rather than like the more public facing touristy spots. Okay, so yeah, Ryder's going to dress up smart. Would she have her uh, her briefcase with her? Because she would have had a briefcase as part of her disguise. Did you bring it off the ship with you? Probably, yeah. It wouldn't have had like any weapons or stuff in it. Because you, you went back to the ship, chucked some stuff in a duffel bag and took it with you. So I guess if you chucked some clothes yeah. in there, maybe a briefcase and like ran off with it. Sure. And we're not allowed to get back to our ship at this point yet. We have to go back through customs in order to... You'd have to go back to the customs, yeah. Okay. What does Smart Rider look like? So this is her uh, Yosaki weapons dealer look. Oh, okay. So it's like the <clears throat> the formal shirt and blazer and... Yeah, like a waistcoat almost. I was, I was going to say she looks like she works at Olive Garden. <laughs> my American friends. <laughs> ah, yes. Famous for their weapons procurement. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, she's got like a little waistcoat on, um, smart bat, black trousers, uh, very shiny black shoes, gradient tinted shades... And very elegant black square briefcase. Nice. And then uh, Radar? Uh, yeah, Radar is also wearing his weapons dealer's thing. Uh, so his fur's currently dyed black. He's got a white shirt with a black tie and a black suit, top and trousers. Nice. Yep, uh, you're looking very smart and professional again. Oh, and Radar's uh, hair has been uh, dyed black, combed back, and it's got like a little <clears throat> red quiff at the front. Oh. Radar. Yes. You have the coordinates for where you need to go. Oh, shit. And if I remember correctly as well, all of Raybar's cybernetics are chromed. Ooh. Ah. We're going full Terminator with this. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, shall we proceed, my dear? Yep. You've got the map. It's uh, it's probably a good half an hour of uh, casual walk following the directions set out in the blueprint you've got. All right. Let's boogie. Uh, keep an eye out over your shoulder just in case. I'll, uh, I'll have Fly Guy keeping an eye to our rear. Excellent. Uh, so are you still like checking for anyone checking for you, basically? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll lock the hotel room doors, make sure everything's secure, take our costumes with us. Uh, Ryder's yeah. going to take a... Um, is there like a magazine in the room that uh, details the sights and sounds of Conqueror's Forge? There's like a, a guidebook for tourists and travellers. Yeah, she'll take that with her. She'll tuck it in the briefcase. 101 things to do aboard Conqueror's Forge. <laughs> Before you die. Yeah, are you still doing like perception checks when you step out of the hotel looking around for stuff? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, go on, perception. Okay. P is for perception. Is there any bonus or negative to using um, Fly Guy? They give you a, a bonus of uh, plus two just because you can look in more than one direction at once. Ooh! Oh, wow. I got a nat okay. 20. Oh! So that's 35 for you at radar with. Uh, Fly Guy plus two. Perception has got 37. Wow. You're yeah, wild. I rolled 19. Yeah. You you have woken up, the pair of you. We yeah. have. It's the coffee. Yeah, but yeah you, you step out of the hotel into the bright light of day. The forge isn't as busy as it looked last night when you first arrived. Like uh, Most people you figure have probably gone to their jobs or gone to go about business, things like that. There's the odd skitter man. Uh, tell you what, there's the first human you've seen aboard Conqueror's Forge. Huh. They're, sh- they're short, like uh, black hair, like uh, pulled down over their eyes. Uh, they're, they're, so they're wearing like sort of semi shiny armor. You, I mean, you reckon they're human? They've got a slight blue tinge to their skin. They're accompanied by a vest as well, like uh, a vest with purple scales. Again, one you haven't seen before. And they've actually got like dark purple hair as well. And they're wearing a slightly hunky black outfit. And they both look pretty lost. <laughs> oh. I mean, are they acting suspicious or are they just acting lost? They're not acting suspicious, they just look lost. You think you overhear one of them say, God damn it, where the hell are we? Yeah, Rhoda's going to um, like try and adjust her character slightly. She's going to um, adjust her, her gait, her stance, and walk with a little more power than she usually does. 
Ooh. Ooh. Not going to um, outright say anything, but she's going to um, make herself a little more obvious while she's walking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, make her way towards um, the location. You are walking with purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you move from the like big office and hotel and like, tourist type buildings to towards less ostentatious and flashy, like just more utilitarian buildings. <laughs> it's, it's not very, it's not very nice, is it? There's not, not much plants. <laughs> there's a there's a whole deck of plants. It's just uh, it's kept away from everyone else, and it exists purely to provide oxygen. <laughs> nice. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, just wandering, wandering around this this concrete nightmare, looking up at the sky. Is there like another district on the on the ceiling at this point? Because it's like a big cylinder that we're. It in. is a big cylinder, and you're still on the outermost uh, layer. So, looking up, you've got uh, some decks above you. Like, uh, if you imagine a whole bo- bunch of floating platforms extending kilometers up above you, and then in the center. Through the uh, like the triangular glass panes that are separating all these various layers, you can still see the center of Congress Forge, where ships are being built, uh, manufacturing, all that sort of thing. Like, yeah, the Rado best kind of, um, She kind of wrinkles her nose a little bit at this. It kind of reminds her of what this place is and what it does. Weapons here, get your weapons here. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, nuclear what, warheads. We've got a special on nuclear warheads. Sorry. Street vendors selling nuclear weapons was funny to me. <laughs> of course, <laughs> it's not quite that overt. You, you need credentials before you can buy nuclear weapons. Oh, yeah. So eventually, you get to. I'm not going to say run down, but it's definitely a a very quiet area. It's starting to smell a bit weird as well. You can see there's a, a huge sector of uh, like almost recycling pipes, and that various different types of trash are being disposed into this ominous black looking building oh. like, you, you've reached what looks like a waste reprocessing facility on the outskirts it's surrounded by like the the odd like office type and some residential towering buildings so uh, Ryder wrinkles her nose a little more because this place stinks to high heaven more than likely yeah and yeah it doesn't smell great it kind of smells like bleach covering up for rubbish oh yeah oh. I know that smell <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I've lived in like student it. accommodation, I know that <laughs> smell. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, you're milling around there at this point. You're at where the coordinates told you to go. And as Is there a, a bench or a, a concrete slab or something we can sort of perch on? Mm, you can lean against the building. Yeah, um, Ryder's going to like kind of lean against a building um, in full sight where she has like good sight lines all around her, so no one can sneak, yeah. sneak up on them. Yep, you're not being snuck up on, but you are being approached. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. She'll, <laughs> she'll put her uh, briefcase down, open it up, and uh, get the magazine out and start reading it. Sort of peer over her, uh, her glasses at who's approaching. Yep, yeah, you're being approached by what looks like a female vesk. They're uh, dark grey scales, or like short cropped horns. Uh, they've got sort of streaks of silver and olive green that go from their head down around their neck and into their clothes, and it looks like the same streaks emerge from their tail to the tip. They pretty much just approach you directly. Radar? Rider? Afternoon. Courser, I presume. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's me. I'm glad you managed to get here alright. Uh, yeah, um, a bit of an interesting trip, but uh, I think we got here pretty painlessly. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry we have to meet here, but it's the probably the least patrolled part of the civilian sector. There's less CCTV here, and the guards don't really come around here as much on account of the fact that it stinks to high heaven. Understandable. <clears throat> don't worry, I've got somewhere quiet we can talk. And she gestures to one of the nearby buildings. Uh, this one looks like it's empty at the moment, and it's got sort of signs on it. it looks It looks like it's undergoing renovation. There's, right, like, okay. there's like boards over the higher windows, and like it, it looks fairly drab and empty. Corsa goes up to it and she taps something into the, the keypad to open it and uh, opens the door and gestures inside for you. Yeah, Ryder's going to pick up a briefcase, take one last look over her shoulder and um, follow Corsa inside. Yeah, same with Radar. Benefits of working in uh, the records office, you can find all the empty buildings pretty easily. Yeah. Inside the building, it's pretty much stripped out, but there is like a couple of chairs and a table that have been left in one of the corners. Yeah, right, it's going to hop onto one of the chairs and um, put one of her hands on her knee and sort of like, have a look, a better look at uh, Corsa. Is she, um, what's she wearing? She's wearing just office clothing, so semi-smart. She's got a white shirt on. Like She looks like someone who just works in an office. Right. She's got a key card attached to her hip on one of those like drawstrings. Yeah, I know the sort. And she's wearing normal glasses. <laughs> normal glasses, all right. Yeah, as, as opposed to you guys with your like too cool for school sunglasses. Well, we're going to take those off now because we're like in a. Well, we're in, we're inside. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Well, she's going to take her um, her shades off and like tuck them into her, her breast pocket. I'm glad my message got to you. I had to sort of dig pretty deep into the records to find people that matched you guys checking into a hotel today. So yes, I'm I'm Corsa. V told me the outline of what you're planning to do and I said I'd help them out as a favour. Thank you, thank you very much for uh, for helping us, this is very much appreciated. Yes, definitely. So, uh, let's get down to business, shall we? We've got um, a couple things we, uh, we're going to need to ask you about. Um, first thing, we need to get into the administration sector for this place somehow, and we're wondering if you can maybe get us some kind of clearance or at least a way in yeah so i work in the department of mind the department that handles uh, all the records and archives for the vescarium and conquest forge right i mean i can help you out to an extent but i don't have access to what you'll need to get access to the vesc central database and the backup archives my clearance isn't high enough to get you in here but i can help you work out how to get in there at least all right, well, don't worry about getting us all the way in there. As long as we have a way to get near the central database, we should be able to handle the rest. Do you do you have that uh, that blueprint I gave you? Uh, yeah, I've got it on my data pad here. I'm just going to get the, uh, the data pad out. She also gets her data pad out and taps on it a couple of times and then taps it against yours. I didn't want to risk mailing you this just in case it fell into the wrong hands, but this should help you out to some extent. And then, again, the, the the 3D blueprint you've got, or the Congress Forge, is starting to load again. And this time there's a section almost in the centre and about midway into the radius of Congress Forge. Another section is starting to load up. <laughs> it looks like uh, blocks of offices uh, leading downwards to a central second lower level. Okay. This is where I work. This is the entire blueprint that I can access for the Department of Mind. The area you'll need to get to, the best central computer, and she starts pointing into the lowest level, 
is about here. Yeah, that's right in the core. Yeah, I see. It's going to be difficult getting you in there. The only real way to get from the civilian sector to any of the military or the bureaucratic sections is either via the tram link, which runs around most of the, the ship, or via the security gates. Mm. The tram link sounds like an interesting way of doing things. Every aspect of Conqueror's Forge security is handled via these pass keys, and she pulls her one out and uh, at the same time reaches into her pocket and pulls out three blank ones and hands them to you. Huh. This could be interesting. So, are you saying we could spoof our own security keys? Potentially, but you'd need to do it from inside the central computer. Ah, these these pass keys, these ones I got, uh, they're blank. They're, they're not too difficult to get, so I managed to swipe a couple. But the trick will be getting your genetic signature onto each one and giving yourself the credentials to move freely inside the, the military sections of the forge. Yeah, well, we should be able to do all that fairly easily once we get into the, uh, the central database. My friend Radar here is a very good... He's very good with computers, isn't he, Radar? I am. The computer stuff should be easy. It's the getting there that's going to be hard. Because I can, I can hide. I can get in places I'm not supposed to be fairly easily. We're thinking about tag-teaming ourselves into the mainframe room. But if we can do that via this tram link, that would be ideal. The tram link is still operated via the same security system, but uh, the security, there's no, there's not as many guards and patrols around that area. If you can find a way to sneak the pair of you onto it, then it might give you a head start to get in there. The only other way I can think to get in there that both of you would be able to fit in, at least, I mean, you're not going to like it. Go on. Yeah, try us. It's, it's via the garbage pipes. They're the only other polluted <laughs> pipes that routinely cross through all sectors of Vescarium, and unlike the air ducts, at least, they're not actively monitored. Well, who said this job was glamorous 100% of the time? We've crawled through worse. Yeah. She taps on her pad again and uh, brings up like a network of pipelines that seem to run like veins throughout the entire ship in three dimensions from the centre outwards. Right. All of these trash pipes basically take waste to the central processing area, where pretty much where we are now. But, like I said, it wouldn't be a very nice way of getting in. Nah, and we'd ruin our disguises in the, in the process as well. No, yeah. we don't have to go in in the disguises. We can just change, change into our regular fatigues, crawl through the crap, keep in our disguises in like a waterproof bag or something, and change on the other side. Yeah, might stink a bit, but it's the safest option, and I think it's one we should uh, look into, certainly. Yeah. V would do it for us. True. V would do it for fun. Yeah, V would do it for fun. <laughs> v, v would come out, like, keeping bits of trash. Yeah. It's fine, it's nothing I, I haven't done in my old job. Yeah. It's like my mum says, pipes are pipes. She does say that. Mm-hmm. Once you make it into the main department for mind building, you'll need to make your way down from the office complex to the central database, this cylindrical room at the bottom. Right. The, the room she's pointing to is basically at the base of the office area, which is technically the roof because it's a cylinder. Mm-hmm. So because you're working your way from the outside inwards, you're working your way up but also down. Yeah, I get you. And at the lowest level, there's a. it looks like a cylindrical room. And inside that room, you can see concentric rings of pillars 
that seem to stretch from floor to ceiling. And looking at the scale, these pillars are like 30 meters tall each. And they all seem to stretch from floor to ceiling. And they're all surrounding a central, shorter pillar that's maybe 10 meters high. And is that the central database? Or I was going to like point to it. That's the central database. That's the, what you'll need to access. I can't get you inside there, not with my clearance level. Don't worry about that. The, the biggest issues you'll have getting in there isn't that difficult. But staying in there undetected long enough to enter your details into one of the terminals on one of those pillars, that might be tricky. I mean, are you good at hiding? I mean, I'm pretty good at hiding. She looks at Radar and says nothing. <laughs> Radar just shakes his head slowly. Can you tell us what security we'll be facing in there? Is it all automated, or is there somebody watching like a camera 24-7? There are cameras in the hallways. They're not watched 24-7, but they will be monitored from the rest security section, which is several decks away from the Department of Mind. So once you're in the office section, just thinking, you'll need to probably pass through a couple of doors, security doors, they won't be manned, but they'll be controlled by the same key cards as the blank ones you have. Hmm. That should be the only direct things between you and the central database. But there'll be people wandering around those offices occasionally. It probably won't be that busy today. It's close to the end of the week, but you'll need to stay undetected to get through it. Traditional stealth. The other problem is Go on. you'll have to keep out of sight of the archivist. The archivist? The VESC central database is managed by head archivist, and you'll need to keep away from them. They're a unique VESC. How do I explain this? Every one in a million VESC, there are two born in a single egg. And of the one in a million chance of two being born in one egg, there are two born in one egg with psychic powers. Fractal is one of them. Interesting. Yeah. They operate as two VESC, but they're a single mind across both of them. Conquest Forge immediately recognised their abilities, and they've been put in charge of all VESC archives. If they were to see you, then I don't know if you'd be able to hide from them. She points to the central Shorter pillar. That's where they work. In the central database? In the central database, right in the centre of where you're trying to break in. Those pillars, they go from floor to ceiling, so they might offer you some cover, but you absolutely cannot be seen by them. Hmm. How heavily armed are they? Oh, they're not armed at all. They don't need it. They don't need it? No. I'm going to uh, take that as a, a very strong warning, because uh, Ryder's <laughs> experienced uh, psychic fighters before. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So... It seems like we've got two options. We can either try and utilize this um, this tram system or crawl up the poop chute. <laughs> either way, we don't avoid that super vesk. Well, there's two of them. There's uh, there's one who works here and the other one is somewhere else. Or do they both work in um, the central database? They both work in there together. Oh, okay. But they're, Imagine. It's, it's complicated. They're one person in two bodies, but they tend to stay around each other. You, you know, like the movie trope of people finishing each other's sentences? Right, Eric? No. You know, it's usually in your animes. <laughs> Imagine um, it's going to be like that. Ryder's going to have a look at these uh, these security cards. At the moment, they're just blank. They're like yeah. opaque. Is there any way we can put some, some dummy data on here just to get us 
a certain distance into the um, administration sector before the VESC figure out that uh, something's amiss? I don't think so. It's not the ability I'd have. I managed to swipe those keys just because they're blank and uh, nobody will notice they're gone. Right. But uh, I don't have the ability to program them. That can only be done from either someone in the office complex who has the correct equipment to do it, to just load any kind of profile, or from the VESC central database. But you'll need the key card to get inside there in the first place. Yeah, it looks like we're going to have to do this one on the fly radar. Oh, well, taking on our feet is what we're good at. Yeah. I don't re- I'm not going to lie. I don't really want to have to crawl through a shit tube. So I'd like to have a look at this tram system before we do anything else. Yes, definitely. Let's check it out. But where's the uh, the entrance to the, uh, the, the trash chute complex, just in case? Can you point that out to me? Yep. Like, directly adjacent to where you are currently. You remember the big black building that... You can see pipes and like tunnels going into yeah. one that, that looked like a waste incinerator. Uh, it's essentially, that is the closest port of entry. Okay. But most sectors of the the forge have some way to get into that. Pretty much any garbage disposal or trash chute leads there eventually. Right. <laughs> but we don't want to get lost in there. No. At least you have a map. Yeah. <laughs> she grins. <laughs> yes, uh, thank you, Gorza. Um Okay, I think that's about it. Um, is there anything else you think we'll need? Luck, lots of it. Well, we've got a little bit of that left, I think. Right, mm. grins. Mm. And yeah, don't worry, we've, um, we've come with a plan, and uh, we're going to try and do something for V with this this uh, opportunity as well. Well, I hope it works out for you. And if it doesn't, you don't know me. Never seen you before in my life. <laughs> she winks. Margaret winks back. <laughs> Pleasure meeting you, Corsa. Yep. And uh, just in case you want to keep your options open, she taps your map again, and it brings up, uh, this time, blue lines that indicate the tram system throughout Conker's Forge. There are lines, basically, from one end to the other, all the way around the cylinder, and then an inner line, and then branches connecting each of them, and then a third inner line and branches connecting that. Oh, it's like the, the London Tube, then. It's, it's <laughs> like the London Tube, but actually organised. Oh, God. That's amazing. Wow. It's all it's all straight lines, one into the other, and then rings at each end, and rings in the centre, and uh, an inner set of rings the same, and then a third inner set of rings the same. Like a circuit. Yeah. Okay. Well, Corsa, thank you very much. We'll hopefully let you know if it goes all right. Yeah, when, when you make it back out again... Uh, I'll I'll check by this building every day. If you make it in and out safely, just put a red X on the door and I'll know you've made it through all right. Right on. We can do that. Again, good luck. Thank you. Thank you very much for all of your help. Righto gets her shades out and puts them back on and starts walking out of the building. Yeah. Shit, can I have said for all of that that Radar sat there completely impassive and never took his shades off? <laughs> <laughs> He's getting into character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty much what happened. You just just sat there motionless, just thinking, yeah. "What's going on behind those shades?" Nobody knows. No one knows. Man, some mystery. say he's he's only spoken once in his entire life. <laughs> <laughs> and then she uh, she cautiously goes to the door, peeks out of it, checks around to make sure nobody's looking, and uh, disappears. Cool. Rada waits about five minutes. Um, looks at looks at radar. It's just like um, I really don't want to crawl up a trash chute, radar. Me neither. 
Let's have a look at this tram system. Yep, so yeah. the nearest tram link is probably a, a 10 minute walk almost back the way that you were going. If you want to check that out. Yes, please. You stick your head out. There's there's nobody around in the area of this building. Like after the ten minute walk, you're you're getting back towards some of the more busy areas. You're seeing the occasional person around, people like milling on the streets, but walking to, walking to various places. And then you can see what almost looks like a, a small metro station. There are these tubes at either end of a building that are disappearing into the deeper Conqueror's Forge, and then there's an open atrium area. There are waist-high barriers surrounding it. There's a couple of like vest security standing around. Give me a perception roll. PS4 perception! Uh, 12 on the dice. 27. 17 on the dice plus 15. As you're watching, I mean, what are you doing? Are you, just, are you doing your magazine trick again? Or are you just watching from across the, the side of this plaza towards the uh, metro station type thing? Yeah, she'll just, she'll just be watching a thing. No need for the magazine. As you're watching, you see a, a Vesk in a smart suit and tie. He goes up to the barriers, taps his card against it. The reader sort of flashes white for a second, and then the barriers part, and he walks through up into the, the main station area. He boards one of the shuttle tubes, the doors close behind it, and then it sort of disappears away. Okay. Are we talking like basically London underground security? You're talking basic security. So yeah, that's what um, Rod is thinking at the moment. She's like assessing how quick they would need to be in order to like hop the, uh, the barrier and get onto the train before anyone noticed. Yeah. There's only two guards at this station that you can okay. see. Okay, are there cameras? There are cameras, they're, they're doing occasional sweeps of the area. You can't see who's manning them. Mm. They're not like targeting individual people, they're just doing casual back and forth sweeps every so often. Yeah, they're just doing the sweeps. Your two guards aren't scrutinizing each person. That Vesk that got on the tube, he wasn't, like they didn't acknowledge him. They just saw him tap his security credentials into the thing. Uh, the barriers opened for him, so. Okay, Radar, I've got an idea. Okay. It involves us getting into character for a little bit, but um, are you up for a little bit of um, Karenism? Well, I am your bodyguard. Okay. Uh, Karenism. Karenism, yeah. Um, the cards that were being scanned, did they have anything on them? Or was it just still like a blank thing, it's just got data on it? The three blank ones you've got are physically blank. Right. You saw courses had a picture of them and some best writing below it. Ah, bugger. How, how carefully did you look at uh, um, it's kind of not very. It's kind of retroactive. Well, no, I, I would have been looking down at this um, this vessel that was trying to get to work and like seeing what the differences were between his card and, and our cards. Okay, I mean, you rolled high on the perception, so things you noticed about his one. His one was uh, blue border, picture of him, like passport, photo style thing, some vest credentials underneath that you can't read because you're too far away. Yeah, courses was green, green bordered. Uh, same deal, photo of her, uh, some security credentials on the, the front as well. Okay. There's, an, there's a, a pair of Vesk also approaching the terminal again. The, one of them's got a blue pass again. One of them's got a purple pass with a gold stripe across the top. They both tap in. 
the guards pay a bit more attention to the gold striped one. They sort of sort of stand a bit more to attention and try to look busy. Mm. Those people wait for a couple of tubes to uh, pass and then get on a third one. Um, can Ryder make a mental note of that? Because uh, she might have to do some forging. So we're making a note of the just a uh, purple pass. Purple pass with the uh, the gold trim. Gold she wants to yeah. like remember how it works. Yeah, I mean it's the same basic format for all of them. Uh, what's your profession? Have you got a profession in spycraft or something like that? Uh, well, she did it at Academy. It's not on her sheet, okay. but she's got profession maintenance worker of seven, because that was her mm -hmm. most recent job. Mm, probably not relevant for this. Give me a straight intelligence. Straight int. Okay, rolling. That's not great. Uh, 11 plus 2, so 13. You can't figure out exactly what the significance is behind the colours, but you do recognise that that particular set of colours made the guards pay a bit more attention. Okay, that's probably all she needs to know. Um, yeah, Ryder's going to uh, sort of nod to um, to Radar and then start making her way back to the hotel. Yep, Radar will follow. Not too sure about what the colours mean, but those vests seem to pay a lot of attention to that purple one with gold trim. I'm going to do a little bit of forging when we get back to the hotel. Well, they did a martial salute, so that's probably some kind of minor diplomat. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I wouldn't forge anything that high for us. Why not? Because it might attract attention. We're not Vesk hierarchy. Well, no, but we want to try and blend in by standing out, if that makes sense. Yeah, so do you reckon we could forge that regular guy's one? Because they just didn't even look at him. Yeah, but he might not be going to the high security area. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you see? Maybe there's a special pass for people they want, like guests they want to look at their weapons. I don't know. Maybe, but let's let's just roll with this. Okay. Actually, the uh, the holograms of the uh, the tube map do they have like a color coding to them? Yeah. Yes, they do. Excellent. Would you like a complete rundown? Yes, please. <laughs> okay, so a quick primer on best society, or at least Conqueror's Forge bureaucracy and society. Conqueror's Forge is like a mini heart of government. So all the, the main VESC bureaucratic departments have their own office on Conqueror's Forge. Right. And so you've got like uh, the Department of Society, like the Education and Culture District, the Department of Forge, which is like Invention, Development, Engineering, the Department of Sight, Intel and Spycraft, Department of Mind, Analytics and Record Keeping, Department of Form, which is like the healthcare sector, Department of Blade, which is the military wing. Uh, Department of Hand, which is Justice, and Department of Truth, which is all their news and propaganda. And each of them has its own colour right. that you can see on the tube map. And the tube map is fairly large behind you. Like Each of these sectors is uh, pretty well highlighted. And you, the, the colours run sort of through all the colours of the rainbow. You've got red, like amber, yellow, green, blue, purple, indigo, violet. Yeah, but I'm thinking it's like uh, the London map, where if you have like a... Uh a zone one card, you can go from anywhere outside of the city straight to the middle. One of you give me another intelligence roll, sorry. Uh, I did the last one, you did this one, Raider. Okay, uh, that is 22. Roll the 19! Nice. So, Radar, you've been paying attention in the background watching these Vesk board and some are exiting tube trains. Uh, a couple of things you notice. Firstly, the Vesk that are exiting the tube trains aren't having to tap out. They're just walking out. Radar will nudge Ryder and point this out to her. What? They're not clocking out. Oh. That's interesting. See, what I was thinking of doing was um, forging our cards 
and then getting a little bit huffy when they don't work on the gate and seeing if anyone wants to, you know, maybe let us through, pay attention to us because we've got high-ranking officials and we're late for a meeting. Might work. Might not. What do we do if it doesn't? <laughs> Get arrested. <laughs> mm. Yeah. In your 101 things uh, to do on the Conqueror's Forge guidebook, there's a section... Uh, on getting arrested. <laughs> what to do if you get arrested, and it's got one word, and it's don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love these guidebooks. They speak a language I understand. Just like a picture of a vest wagging his finger at you. Don't. Big risk, big reward, Ryder. There's always the garbage chute. Uh... <laughs> yeah, Radar, with your intelligence role, you can surmise that if you're going to put something to those barriers, you're going to want it to work. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. Uh, looking at the barriers, what sort of tech level are they? Looking at the barriers, so they're essentially like glass glass sliding doors. So the the complex is surrounded by almost a, a wall of uh, either metal or glass partitions. The security panels themselves, they're just like a, a dumb reader. You, you hold the correct credentials to it, it opens. You hold wrong credentials to it, you assume that... It either rejects you or it sounds some kind of alert. Is there some way that Radar could create a device that would be able to send out a positive signal on scanning so that the doors would open? Just spoof it. Yeah, spoof it. You'd need an engineering role for that to work that out. It's a good thing I'm a fucking mechanic, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> engineer, so plus 17. Uh, that is 33. Wow. 33. You've been milling around this square for probably half an hour now. Radar has been stood stock still. <laughs> You've seen several Vesk and associated other species entering and exiting this station. Every single one has held this card to the reader probably about maybe a hand's width away and it's then accepted them and allowed them inside. You reckon that if you could find a way to get something within your engineer's toolkit, that distance from the reader, while somebody taps into it, do you believe you could create a copy temporarily of the data that was transmitted? I could clone somebody's card. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be encrypted, so you'd probably only be able to use it once. But we only need yeah. to use it once because we don't need to clock out. Uh, if I can find multiple people, I can spoof multiple cards. Well, I mean, do you want to do that, or should I do it? Because I can be a Let's, little more um, why don't slide we of handy with it. Alright. Let's go back to the hotel. Let's go back to the hotel, yep. Yeah. Yep, yeah, you walk the remaining sort of 10-15 minute walk. It's starting to get towards the, uh, the late evening at this point again. Uh, you've been standing around for a while. The hotel and the, uh, the civilian sector is starting to get busy again. There's lots more people around. Uh, mainly Vesk, a couple of other species, this and Sather. Like there's, there's skittermanders running about with uh, packages and things like that. Uh, inside the hotel, like dinner service is starting up soon, so you can see people are like laying tables and getting the bar area ready. Uh, yeah. We'll roll. Yeah, Ryder had quite a big mm. breakfast, so I think she'll be all right. Radar right pass the will to resist stomach. <laughs> mm. Can you pass the will roll to resist heart? Because you can see that uh, Cinder's back in the bar. Oh no, failed. Oh my goodness. 
radar photos of this step for a moment. <laughs> uh, no, sorry, she doesn't notice you. That's fine. She's busy tending bar. So, uh, radar. Radar? Mm hmm. What? Radar, look yeah. at me. Yes, yes, I'm here. We're still I'm on here. the job. Yep, um, on the job, focused. We're, yeah, we're yeah. Keen. So, how do you want to do this? Do you want to whip up some kind of device to uh, to do spoofing, and I'll do the uh, I'll do a nice drawing of us on the front. I think we should probably proceed back to your room to discuss. Okay, sure. Yep, you go up to your room. It's been cleaned as best they can. <laughs> There's still I actually going to radar riders' room. Uh, it's going to radar's room. Okay. Yep. Is this is that the sound of industry from Riders Room? <laughs> Industrial mm. sanders. Yeah. No, yeah, uh, uh, your, your rooms have both been cleaned. It's just that they put, they've had to put a lot of effort into getting all the like little dots of uh, black fur dye out of everything. Yeah, they did. Riders bathtub. Yeah. Everything. Um, everything. So radar goes to his room, closes the curtains, locks the door, unplugs all of the foam and all of the various electrical devices. <laughs> does a quick visual scan to make sure that we're not being spied on because he's paranoid, but that doesn't mean he's wrong. And then perches on the bed. Yep. Yeah, Ryder's going to uh, just hop on the bed. She's going to take a photo of, of Radar with her data pad. He's like, hey, go mm -hmm. smile. Hmm? Radar smiles. It's not pretty. Yeah, I was going to say, Radar yeah. smiles. It's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that looks a bit nasty. Uh, no, it's, it's fine. It's fine. I can work with this. No, no, no. Just just take a passive one, front and center. Look, there's a white wall. I'll stand behind that. It looks like a professional photo then. Yeah, all right, all right. Okay, um, smile, but nicely. Radar does not smile. <laughs> Radar takes a photo. Somehow it's more terrifying. Okay. <laughs> okay, no, that's fine. I can work with this. Yeah, right. Excellent. I'm going to work on trying to make the spoofer. Right. Uh, can you uh, give me your card? Yeah. Is there like a desk in Radar's room with a little lamp? There is yeah. a desk with a lamp. Uh, okay. Can I get computers? Because it's all digital. and. Oh, yeah. Okay. Is this for me or Radar? Your so I need a computer's role for you, Ryder, to uh, create these digital impressions that look close enough to the real thing. And from Radar, I need a computer's and an engineering role. Because yeah. you need to build this device using your engineer's toolkit. And you need to program it to be able to receive the information and decrypt it. You're basically yes. trying to break VESC encryption. So yeah. what Radar does is he takes the phone, opens its cases up, takes all the innards out, puts the case back together, puts it next to the phone. <laughs> He's going to use that for the raw materials and maybe a bit of Fly Guy. Uh, the fuck you will. <laughs> you put it back afterwards. The fuck you will. Says Fly Guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's the a point. Fly guy, fly guy couldn't just do this themselves, could they? No, so it's not. Certainly not a base function. Yeah. No. Uh, even V probably couldn't do this with Fly Guy. V would have to build their own thing as well. GM's not going to make it that easy for you. <laughs> mm. 35 for computers, and then the engineering to actually build it. 15, 30. 35 and 30. Yeah. Yeah, it takes you a good few hours. You're having to basically code something from scratch that's powerful enough to brute force its way through the encryption and decrypt the uh, signal from the past that you saw being presented. Uh, Ryder, do you look over at Radar working on it at any point? She might look up every now and again to like check she's got the... Um... The photo in the right place, and it okay. still looks like him. There's a specific scene in Ghost in the Shell where uh, she's typing on a keyboard, and basically her fingers split into two to type extra. Oh, you're stars. talking about Doctor Relay. Yeah, um, yeah. Radar's, Radar's had basically done that, but with like engineering things. Ooh. 
and it makes a noise like a mechanical spider. Wait, only one of your hands can do that? Yeah, yeah. The other mm. one's just doing normal things. <laughs> if your other <laughs> hand does that, we have problems. Yeah. yeah. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Bryder will be borrowing uh, certain tools for from um, radar, like a, a scalpel to like uh, cut out the uh, photo, do it old school, make sure it all but, fits in. Uh, just as a quick one, the entire pass is digital. Oh, it's entirely digital. The pictures that people are seeing on those passes, they aren't stuck to it. They're an actual display. Right, okay. In that case, you've got Photoshop open or whatever the equivalent is. <laughs> Which is why you need a computer's role to do it. Yeah, she's got MS Paint open. She's just like... <laughs> just pasting it in. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, Radar, I got your roles. You basically pass. It takes you like three or four hours to build this, but you do manage to put it together. Yeah. Can he conceal it in the palm of his hand sort of thing? Iggy... How big is it? Give me one more engineering... <laughs> Will it fit in your wallet? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good, because that became a 19, making that Yay. total 36. 36 is a good roll. That's the best engineering roll you've had so far. You spend a good amount of time building and rebuilding and re-engineering and finding ways to make it more efficient. You get it down to the size of an A5 notebook. Ah. Yeah. That's a pocket job, that is. Radar puts it in yeah. his pocket. Yeah, so now now you can uh, you can spoof it, you can drop it, and then pick it up again, and then accidentally nudge somebody's uh, somebody's card on the way up. Yeah. Just remember, you'll need to have it within a hand's reach of the reader and the card as someone is swiping their card, essentially, or yeah. as someone is tapping their card. Right. Just thinking back to the security things. There's multiple entrances, isn't there? There's one in, one out at this particular station. Others. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, if we could find one with multiple entrances, he could be occupying one entry thing, put it on the mount between the other one while he's, like, fumbling for his card as other go. people are going in, and that will do it. Yeah, that's that's it. It's it's foolproof. <laughs> it's not don't foolproof, say that so, around still, the GM. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't say <laughs> Okay, so while that's happening, um, Rod is doing some... She's doing some graphic design. It's her passion. <laughs> Okay. If you use Comic Sans MS, they're just going to beat you out of principle. <laughs> okay. But, uh, what was your role for uh, Photoshopery? So that's 18 on the dice plus mm -hmm. a 16 for computers. Yeah, 30, 34 is pretty good. Again, you spend a good few hours working on it. You're, you're touching up the edges. You're doing it from memory as well. So you're, you're recalling the. Uh, what, what color are you going for? Right, radar. Hmm? Uh, you remember that uh, that subway map? What uh, colour was Department of Mind again? I believe it was green. I okay. What what kind of green? Uh, Radar gives her the hex number. Yep. Uh, so you you've seen the hex code <laughs> twice now because you saw the colour on their courses pass, and you saw it again on the subway map. Yeah. Or the tube map. So you've got a pretty decent idea of the shade that it is. Yeah, I'd say that's more teal. Whatever, <laughs> and yeah, she puts that in and uh, borders the uh, the card designs with it. Gets all of the relevant information on. You're now getting late into the evening. It's uh, it's getting towards seven or eight o'clock. But after a lot of engineering, design, tinkering, you have fashioned a basic code reader and spoofer, right? And a pair of decent looking cards. Okay. And then you've got the third blank one, which I'm guessing you're just keeping around. Yeah, we're just going to keep that one for V. Mm. Yeah. Right. Okay, do you reckon we've got enough time left um, to catch the, the rush hour? 
Uh, it would be a risk. Why not just wait till tomorrow? Ah, we can. I don't want to leave uh, Corsa hanging. What's she waiting for us for? Yeah, you're on your own. Fair enough. Give me an intelligence roll, one of you. Who wants to roll that? You do. Okay. <laughs> I do. <laughs> that is 18 again, plus 2. 20. Dirty 20. Okay, you don't know much about best work life habits, but you figure going late in the evening, you'll encounter less people in the offices, but there'll also be less people at the tube stations. So the guards are more likely to take notice of you, but you're less likely to encounter people in the actual office. Conversely, if you were to go during the peak rush hour, uh, there'd be a lot more people entering and exiting the tube stations, so you'd be less likely to be picked out of a crowd. But Mm. at the same time, in the office, they'd be a lot more busy. So you'd see a lot more people once you're inside the building. Yeah, so ideally, um, we go there when rush hour is happening, sneak in, then wait until rush hour dies down, and then do our sneaky shit and then get out. Yep. Right then. So, do you reckon we should call that a day then? Yeah, I think so. I reckon that's um, a pretty good piece of kit you made there, Radar. Well done getting it so small. Thank you. It's uh, it's neat. I might keep it. So what do you do? You you like you tap it against the the scanner and the card, and it it spoofs it. Oh, it doesn't even have to touch it. It's got a, a radius. It's not not big. Uh, maybe nice. Not about half a meter or so, but yeah, it will spoof anything on the go signal. Just you know, there it goes. Cool. What do you think of my cards? She shows off Ooh. her um, her graphic Ooh. design work. That looks legit. Yeah, thank you. Tried to uh, tried to do it from memory. I hope it I hope it works. Radar tests to see if his thing works by trying to spoof the card that Ryder makes. Ah. Uh, so Ryder's put the uh, the front end. She's loaded the pass on the front. The actual data on the card is still blank. Ah, yes. So the way it'll need to work is you'll need to be at the barrier with the spoofer at the ready while someone's tapping in and be within a hand's width of the actual thing they're tapping into so that the pair of you can open the barrier and sneak through in the window when it's reading that person's card. I mean, that works because um, you're my bodyguard radar, so you can like go up to the cards, like pretend you're secure in the area, stick your finger in your ear, that sort of thing, and then I can yeah. uh, come up to the barrier while someone else is doing the same thing and we can sneak in together. Yeah, I don't I mean, need to be the one using this. He just gives it to Ryder. Lovely, okay. She's going to like try rehearsing it yeah. just uh, with the key card. Go on, run, run through it. So she's going to take her blank data card, Yep. Radar's RF copier, Yep. and uh, say, okay, Radar, uh, stand outside your room and just have your uh, your card somewhere on your person. Yeah, sure. And uh, yeah, Ryder like, uh, goes to the end of the hall and she does like a countdown. She's like going three, two, one. And she walks up, takes her magazine out. She starts uh, reading it like she's following a map somewhere and accidentally on purpose bumps into... Um, into, into radar. Hey. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. And in that time, um, she's going to try and copy his uh, his RF card to his hotel room, and put it on and put the data on her blank tube card. Uh, give me a sleight of hand. Yes. In training. I'm so glad that's you doing it because radar. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Um, fourteen on the dice plus seventeen. So, 31? Okay, yep. You execute the procedure perfectly. Mm-hmm. But when you, when you look on the card and try and tap it against Radar's door, it doesn't open. Ah. Uh, give me an intelligence roll. All right. Or a computer's. It is good. 
Okay, well that's uh, 15 on the dice plus computers of 16. You realise it's only going to work if the reader is registering a valid card while you tap against it with your copier. If you try and do uh, it against a card that's just in someone's pocket, right? it won't detect anything because the card's not in active use. That's irritating. The only way it's going to work is if your RF reader is reading someone's card while that card is directly engaging with one of the barriers. Mm. How are we going to do that? And there's something else as well. You check down at the card reader and you've used a fifth of the battery doing that. Ugh. Oh, well, no, I mean, that's fine. I'll just plug it into the mains. We can just recharge the battery. Yeah. I mean, is it an internal battery or is it like... Uh... Radar would have designed it so you could recharge it. Okay. Yeah, you can you can charge it up again, but while you're out using it, you're going to get maybe five max uses of it before it's going to stop working and you're going to need to find somewhere to recharge it to keep using it. Well, no, that's fine. This is why we did the rehearsal. Okay, so uh, you're going to need... Uh, well, one of us is going to need to do the cloning at the exact moment that um, somebody scans their card on the on the reader in the in the subway station. Yeah, God, if only we could turn invisible. I mean, I can. I'm doing this for your benefit. I could sneak into that place no problem. I'm doing this so that you can get in there as well and do your computery stuff. I wouldn't trust myself to do it. We're doing this for V. We both need to get in there to do this job. Yeah, I know. But if you could, if you could go invisible and just stand like in the entranceway with the the thing held out next to the thing as someone clocks in and just don't trip them up, we get a copy. Mm, yeah, could do that. Sure. Yeah, I don't see why not. Yeah. And then you just come over to me as your invisible self. I clock in with the actual card. We both walk through at the same time. Yeah, and hopefully the vest security don't realise that someone's clocked in twice. Yeah. Or we go to a different station. That way they can rationally have done what they need to do, gone somewhere else, and then gone back in at a, at a different station. Yeah. Even better. Making use of the not tapping out feature. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Never. I've, it's almost like I've done this before. <laughs> so you can actually turn invisible? Huh? No, no, it's, it's not invisible. It's, it's imperceptible. There's a difference. Okay. Well, that, that's a big old help. Hmm. I'm still visible. It's just, let's just say I've been trained to make people not want to look in my direction. It's quite complicated. I'll, I'll blank the, um, the data pad of all of the, uh, the hotel data and we'll call it a day there. I want a drink. Yeah. No more whiskey. I want food. Do you want to drink, or do you just want to see Cinder? Uh, no comment. I plead the fifth. The fifth what? Amendment. <laughs> the fifth amendment to what? To what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's no America in space. Yeah, wh uh, what? <laughs> the Yosaki states of whatever. We're not in the Yosaki states. <laughs> yeah. We're not there. Every time someone says the Yosaki Star Empire, so I imagine Kerbal Space Program, but there are waters. It's essentially that, yeah. They got into space via spite. Well, sir, the 17th rocket failed, but I have good feeling about the 18th. <laughs> they can't fail for the 37th time in a row. Excellent. This will earn you many clams. <laughs> Duke. Duke. <laughs> they don't I'm say Godspeed, to... they say Duke. We're going to crack them open like a clam on my tummy. Right. <laughs> Let's go and get some food. At this point, between the building the reader, testing it out, refining your plan, and... It's been a long like day. Yeah. It's been a yeah. long day. It's getting towards late evening again. Right. Radar cleans up all of the evidence in his room. 
<laughs> so there's not just bit random bits of wire and screws lying everywhere. GM. Hmm. Yeah, Ryder right goes into her room. That's, that's good. It, it doesn't like you're building an IED in your room. Good, good, good. Yeah, yeah Ryder right goes into her room, freshens up a bit. She takes off her like disguise outfit and puts on something a little more casual. Ryder gets into his fatigues. And yeah, makes her way down to the bar. Uh, yeah, it's busy-ish again. It's late evening service. When you get to the bar slash restaurant area, there's a there's a greeter at the entrance again. There's a, a table for two. Oh yes, please. Thank you so much. Yep, and they, they direct you to one of the booths, hand you a pair of uh, menus, it's all like mid to upper class food. Uh, you can see the bar, Cinder's still working, there's another best working with her. Awesome. Yeah, Rose is going to have a look through the menu and also have a look over to, to Cinder. Mm. Wonderful Cinder. <laughs> yep, put your jaw away. Uh, she still hasn't noticed you, she's still too busy. That's fine. Rose will probably wait until like she's a little less busy, like she'll keep one eye on... Um, Cinder to see if she's got like a spare moment. Yeah, she's she's serving people. Like it's died down a bit at the bar. And it's like she might be getting ready to go on a break in a bit. Yeah, Ryder's like smiling, but she doesn't realise she's smiling. <laughs> and at that moment, Radar sits directly in between the pair of you with a big old plate of food. Aww. <sighs> she just rolled a 16 to look over towards Ryder. <laughs> just, just in time for Radar to completely block view. That's so mean. <laughs> 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 So yeah, she actually rolled high enough that she would have noticed you if Radar hadn't done that, but she hasn't. She just sees the back of... Uh, I mean, she recognised the back of Radar's head, but he's not looking at her, so she's ah, oh. His most recognisable feature. I remember him. He's the drunk from yesterday. <laughs> Radar's going to like lean past the, the food pile again and see, where, see what Cinder's up to. She's probably gone back to doing what she was doing. Y yeah, sorry. Radar, look, this is fantastic. They got all of the meat. Stuff that flies, stuff that swims, stuff that only exists on two of our three planes. Look at this stuff, it's two-dimensional. What, 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 what are you talking... Radar, can you... What? Can you t stop eating for like five minutes? No. Yeah, how are you thin? How are you, still, <laughs> how are you so thin? He's one of those irritating people that just has a metabolism that's just perfectly tuned. You have the metabolism of a star. Yes. Mm. <laughs> this is great. Honestly, look, I got you some. Look. Brad has put her menu down. She's walked past um, Radar. She's going out to, going yeah, out to the you, bar. Where are you going? Mm -hmm. Just a sec, Radar. Mm. Okay. Radar goes back to eating. Yeah, she's going to hop onto a bar stool and, uh, like, near Cinder. <laughs> yep. Uh, she finishes serving a customer, comes over, says, Oh! I recognize you. You're the uh, Isoki from yesterday. And she waves one of her hands sort of like close to your face. Uh, yes, no, uh, I, I am aware of the blindness. That's that's fine now. That's surpassed. Hey, durable. Yeah, yeah, I get that a lot. I hope your hangover wasn't too bad. No, it was it was fine. I just uh, I got some salt. I got some water. It was all good. <laughs> Listen, I I just wanted to apologize for last night. I. I drank a bit too much and I made an ass of myself and I just want to say sorry. Oh, that's quite alright. It's very sweet of you. I've, I've had worse from customers. Oh, really? She winks to you. Oh, yeah. You know, it's all types here. Some people would be absolute assholes, she whispers, but <laughs> it's fine. Gotta pay my way through military academy somehow. Military academy? Didn't know you were in the armed services. Yeah, I'm studying on here. Pretty much most people who are working here are just doing it to pay their way through their college. Huh. Well, that's very interesting. My associate and I just run um, a bar back on the uh, Diaspora. Oh, yeah, you told me about your bar. How's your, uh, what was it, mixology going? Yeah, mixology. It's it's not going too bad. I mean, I'll probably show you a few, um, few bar tricks if you want. 
<laughs> I don't think my boss would let me, uh, that customer's behind the bar, but... Oh, that's fine, I can do it from this side. Have you got some, you got a cocktail shaker there? She rummages behind the thing and pulls out a stainless steel cocktail shaker and yeah, a small ice bucket. Okay, um, but it's going to uh, have a look at some of the uh, the alcohol. Say, so, okay, um, that bottle, that bottle, and that bottle. There's like some some yellow stuff, some orange stuff, and some red stuff. <laughs> she takes a quick look around. The other the other Vesku's working bar. They're, they're down the other end. They're distracted, so she's going to sneakily get the three of them and uh, pass them. Just don't drop any of them. You'll get me in like proper shit, right? Ah, don't worry about it. I've, I've done this before. And yeah, Ryder's going to make an Ackerton sunset. <laughs> oh, that's a callback. Yep. That is a reference. <laughs> Go on yeah, then, give um, me a, 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 a dex roll. For, I mean, are you showing off as you make it, or are you just putting the drink together? No, she's just putting the drinks together. She'll, she might do a little bit of flourish, um, uh, shaking the, uh, the stuff up. You're gonna roll a 17. Go on, give me a, give me a dex roll for a small amount of flourish, not dropping in the bottles and sure. making it properly. And you think I'm going to roll a 17, do you? Okay, 17. <laughs> nope, it's a 15, plus uh, my dex, which is 4. So one, two, three, four. 19. 19. Okay, you almost drop one of the bottles, but you catch it just in time. You're like, whoop. Whoop. She looks very worried for a second, but she's been relieved and you catch it. Describe the Acton Sunset, it's been a while. It's striated, but you go through the colors. Okay, so the Ackerton Sunset essentially is it, it's sort of clear and yellow at the top and then it goes down a little bit more to a, a cloudy orange layer and at the bottom is like sort of red grenadine style substance hmm. and it's um, it's served ice cold and it's garnished with... Um, Ryder would normally garnish it with a sardine but um, <laughs> that might be a little bit distasteful. She, she doesn't have any sardines behind the bar. No, that's fine. So she, yeah, she just serves it as is. There you go. Well, very impressive. Thank uh, you. She, she quickly puts the bottles back before the other vet notices. And, like, do you mind if I try it? Oh, certainly. I'm not, I'm not really supposed to drink while I'm on, but no one notices. And she takes ah, a, just, a, a, just a sip. She takes a quick sip and hands the glass back to you before anyone notices. So, no. Wow, it's nice. Thank you. Yeah, that's um, that's one of the specialities we do. Uh, yeah. How much is that, by the way? Oh. Uh, she, she does another quick look around. Tell you what, on the house. Just don't tell anyone. Oh! Thank you again. Rhoda winks. Ah, she winks back. You're very cute. Oh! Well, I mean, you probably get this all the time, but yeah, you, you are as well. Tell you roll... Charisma. Charisma? Roll um, charisma. Oh no, that's a zero. Oh, come what? on, dice. You're small, yeah. cute, and fluffy. How do you have zero for charisma? I've put it all into strength, dexterity, constitution, and intelligence. Dex is wow. my highest roll. But, I mean, Ryder's punk, so she probably wouldn't have that high charisma anyway. She tries to be, like, anti-cute. Fifteen again. She might be humouring you, for all you know. She might be humouring you, okay. She might be humouring you. But... She's an experienced bartender. She's dealt yeah. with people like She's... this before. She's not repulsed by you. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's all I that's, asked for. That's right. Our peak. That is. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh, what's um? How long's your your shift this evening, Cinder? Just until midnight, same as most other nights. But I'll probably be here until sort of one or two, clearing out the last customers. Alrighty. Um. 
did you want to like meet up someplace, or do you just go straight home when you're done here? That'd be another charisma roll. Try harder. Sure. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's uh, coming on hard. <laughs> You're definitely trying to chatter up at this point, so. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, but vice versa. That's a 19 on the dice this time. Not quite a 20, but as close as all. <laughs> After my shift, I'll probably have to get home. I've got a lot of stuff to get on with. That's I fine. Mean, I understand. If, if I wasn't busy, then sure. But sorry, I've just got too much on tonight. It's fine. Doing her. She's doing her hair. <laughs> she's doing her, yeah, she's doing her hair. <laughs> her horns. She's doing her horns. No, that's fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you're extremely busy. I'd like to drink anyway. Thank you very much. Alrighty. You have a good evening. Yeah, Rhoda smiles and uh, hops up her bar stool and takes her her cocktail back to the table. RJ, I'm just going to make a perception roll. Yep, go on. Okay, so it's 32. Did Radar hear all of that? For 32, yep, your ears are big and yoty. Uh, you probably <laughs> caught at least enough of that to get an understanding of what was happening. Yeah, Radar's not at the table when you walk back. Oh. Right. All right. Uh, but he does turn up the sort of the moment you sit down and he's got a big plate of like kippers and fish and various other seafood things for the front. Oh, is that a consolation prize? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> What's all this so, for? Just thought you could do with some food. Then Radar immediately tucks into the mountain. That is his food. Yeah, Radar's gonna like tuck in and um, gaze into the sunset that she made. <laughs> ah, if there's any consolation, your sunset tastes very nice. Good. Cinder was genuine when she said uh, that it tasted nice. Mm. Oh, and Radar was genuine when she said she looked cute. Well, you don't know. She could have meant it. Yeah. Charisma wasn't high enough to tell. Mm. It's fine. <laughs> It'll take more than that to get Ryder down. <laughs> wow, but this yeah, steak's but... great. <laughs> <laughs> the evening passes. Uh, Cinder, she's still working bar. Every so often, like every couple of hours, she takes like a break, goes outside, comes back again. The, the evening wears on, it's now like getting towards last orders, uh, the bar's shutting down again. I'm not gonna like start stalking Cinder, because that would just be <clears> creepy. <throat> <laughs> that would be very creepy and very Incredibly creepy. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, yeah, so the bar's like closing down for the night again. What do? Uh, well, Radar's gonna finish one of his three cheeseburgers. Um... <laughs> three cheeseburgers? Yeah, it's cheeseburgers. It's free? Here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so your, your room included uh, breakfast and evening meals. They've got noodles as well. Not, as, not quite as good as those ones we got on the street, though. Yeah. And after tonight, you're booked in for another three days, so... Yeah, plenty of time. Okay, so yeah, Ryder's gonna, like, uh... gonna take a step outside and maybe, uh... maybe enjoy some of the, uh, the night. Mm. See what the, the nightlife is like here. Yeah. Uh, again, you've seen the nightlife before. It's the same as the uh, the night you arrived. There's there's hustle bustle, stalls, restaurants, shops, bars. She hasn't drunk too much this time, so she can appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're, you're zero sake's deep once, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what are you just gonna go for a wander on your own, or I mean, Radar, what are you doing? Oh, uh, Radar's he's not dr uh, drinking tonight because he knows he's got a job tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Um. He's 
eating a bunch of food. I don't know what he'd do next. Um, I can't, out of character, think of anything. Ryder's going to like uh, be wandering around outside, maybe like looking up the uh, the stars rotating through the transparent parts of the cylinder above her, and just people yeah. watching a bit. There's an observatory yep. for this hotel, isn't there? Like a top floor that's like. Yeah, there's the so the the top floor is penthouse and immunity. So there's an outdoor terrace up at the top floor yeah. with another bar, and uh, but at this time the bar the bar's closed, but you can still access the rooftop. Yeah, he'll be up there just. Stargazing, yeah. I guess. Uh, yep. Again, you've got a, a beautiful view of the Vescarium at night. You can see Vesk Prime, Vesk Two, and Vesk Three, all within eye shot. And beyond that, the uh, a carpet of stars across the sky. And then looking further towards the center of the Conqueror's Forge, you can see again the industry never stops. There's still ships being worked on. There's still uh, manufacturing going on. Cargo ships are docking and leaving constantly. Uh, actually, tell you what, give me a perception as well. Both of us will just radar. Both of us will just radar. Just radar. You're not. You're just like wandering around, aren't you? Thirty-two. Yeah. Um, she'd probably be having a look for. Uh, was there a, a district that might have like a swimming pool? Yeah, you remember the thing of Cinder talk, told you about. There was a like a swimming complex. She might be heading there. I reckon she'll be heading there. Have a late night swim. That makes sense. Set her mind at rest. Radar 32, did you say? Yes. Yep, looking up, you can see right towards the centre what looks like a military complex. A hangar door opens, and you see three, like, pretty large, like, we're talking large-sized Vesk warships. If you imagine these ships are mounted onto hangar racks, and three of the racks are just, like, emerging from these opening doors and three massive Vesk warships are deploying. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Like, they're very, very slow. Kind of like... Yeah, I mean, yeah. each of these ships is like, uh, maybe like 500 to 600 meters long. Yeah. And they look very well armed, like very tough Vesk warships. They look like the one that chased the Laika during Engines of Hatred. Yeah, pretty similar to that, because uh, yeah. that, that was captained by a Vesk, wasn't it? It was, yes. It was a Vesk cruiser repainted. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's three, three Vesk warships slash cruisers. They're all mounted on these massive hangar racks, and each one slowly detaches in turn. Uh, their engines slowly like fire up into life, and then they start progressing down the axis of Conqueror's Forge out towards the outer Vesk worlds. Yeah. It's just something that catches your eye. It's very cool. <laughs> I think I know the significance of that as well. <laughs> I don't. don't no, really? Think, think current events. What's currently happening? Did you forget what was on the on the news recently? <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, of course. I, I forgot that in the recap. Yes. Um, the the uh, would Ryder have noticed any terrorist this, by the way. incidents? Uh, you'd have to have been specifically looking up at that particular point. Okay. Well, I mean, she would have been people watching and like stargazing. So, as she walked down to the uh, the swimming district, uh, tell you what, give me a, a perception roll with uh, minus ten disadvantage because you're not particularly looking for it. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Thirteen, um, fifteen perception minus ten. So five plus three, eight. Eight. <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't really notice it. It's it's a it's a blink and you miss it kind of thing. That's fine. But you do find your way towards the swimming district. It's not like a water park, but it is 
almost a three-dimensional swimming pool. Ooh, it's a cube. <laughs> it's different. Uh, not like that. It's more like different layers of swimming pool, all stacked up. Oh, nice. And more importantly, the artificial gravity works in this one. So, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's going to give a little sigh, and um, she probably would have brought some kind of uh, swimwear she usually does when she goes on holiday. Change into that. If, if you didn't, then uh, a Skittermander suit would fit you, just with a bit too many armholes. Probably wouldn't want to wear a Skittermander suit. <laughs> but yeah, she'll have a little swim. Is there anyone there at this time of night? Uh, it's unmanned. There's no lifeguard on duty. I mean, it's, it's like a Lido, essentially. You could just wander in, uh, get changed, and go for a late-night swim, probably. There's not that yeah. many people about, either. There's, uh, there's a couple of, like three or four young Besk who are, who are in one of the corners. They're giggling and, and doing something. <laughs> okay. Drugs. It's drugs. They might just be having a nice, wholesome, romantic evening out. Yeah. Three o'clock three in the morning. In the it's not my place to pry. But yeah, Ryder's going to um, like change into a swimwear, sit on the side of the pool, sort of look down at her own reflection, and then hop in and swim about for a bit. Exercise. Yeah, you don't really need to roll anything for that. You're just going for a swim. It's, yeah, exactly. It's very relaxing. You feel the uh, the aches and uh, worries of the day sort of melting into the pool water. <sighs> You're both having a nice chill evening. Look at that. Radar's taking his sippy cup up onto the sippy cup. <laughs> sippy cup. Oh whiskey. yeah. Yeah. Bittering one of those one of those things toddlers have with like the plastic mm. ears on the side of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, filled with four measures of the sort of alcohol that would kill a child. Full of yeah. paint stripper, yeah. <laughs> but you know I'm going to make you roll a con roll if you start drinking it again. He's not going to drink it, it's just there for comfort. Ryder, you have a lovely swim. Radar, you have a lovely desk watch. Is there anyone else up here? On the top deck? Mm, you've, you've pretty much got it to yourself. Uh, everyone else has gone to bed. It's getting towards like two or three in the morning now. Yeah, as it sort of gets uh, late, and Ryder's getting tired, she's going to climb out, shake herself off, and start heading back to the hotel. Yeah, uh, yeah. you both head back up to your room and probably call it there for this session. Tomorrow you you wake up bright and early, ready to do crime. Bright, nice. bushy-tailed, and ready to commit crimes. Yep. Ahoy hoy, everybody. Cypher here, a.k.a. Ryder, and once again, thank you for listening to Cosmopunk. If you're still listening and you like what you just heard, why not tell your friends about us? That'd be really cool of you. And if you really like what you just heard, why not buy us a Kofi? Links to our Twitter, Kofi, Discord, and all of the other places you can listen to this podcast are in the description below. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and we'll be seeing you all in two weeks' time. Till then, shoot straight and roll high.